You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, what I want to do today is discuss the subject of asking why and dealing with doubt, the subject of doubt. Now, we saw this subject rise to the surface as we studied through Exodus chapter 5 on Sunday. Uh, We're going through this great series, How God Redeems, and the Israelites were asked to make uh, a lot of bricks, uh, the same amount of bricks, but the problem was they were to gather their own straw. So uh, God was doing a work, but life was hard, especially for them as slaves suffering. And they were confused because they were God's chosen people, yet they were suffering. They had doubts. They had questions. Now, listen, we need to understand this principle and know that Christians still suffer um, in this life. First Peter chapter four, verse 12 actually tells us to expect trials. And so we as believers in Jesus need to know this, expect this, and learn how to deal with suffering in this life. Uh, We talked about about that on Sunday a lot, and I gave you a a great long quote from Chuck Swindoll on this subject. But today, what I want to do is give you a quote from Warren Wiersbe. He's sort of my devotional go-to during the week as I'm just going through God's Word and studying. And I came across this quote as I was studying through Habakkuk yesterday. Uh, He says this, One of the modern Christian myths that ought to be silenced says that when you trust Jesus Christ, You get rid of all your problems. You don't. It is true that your basic spiritual problem, your relationship with God, has been solved. But with the solution comes a whole new set of problems that you didn't face when you were an unbeliever. He continues to go on and says, Christians who claim to be without problems are either not telling the truth are not growing and experiencing real life. And that that is true because suffering is a part of everyone's life. The Jesus said the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So when it comes to disappointment, struggle, and doubt, even you and I, people that love and know Jesus, will have struggle, will have disappointment, and we're going to have doubts. And here's what I want to say about that. It's normal and it's okay to have doubt and even ask God why. Some recent questions I've been asking is why does my dad have stage four or stage three cancer? Why can't I pay my bills this month? Um, Why is all this hard work not paying off? Why do I keep on looking for a Sunday morning spot and getting denied? Or why did my wife suffer from migraines for years? Why are more people not being transformed by the gospel in my city and more people coming to Redemption Church to be discipled. I mean, why you fill in the blank? I'm sure you have all your own questions and they could be big questions. They could be small questions, but they're questions that we all have this why. And this is a part of our faith, asking questions and especially going to God and asking why. Why God? God wants us to bring our questions, our doubts to him And he tells us to do this through prayer. And so we see the difference in Exodus chapter 5 between the Israelites and Moses because the Israelites went to Moses to complain, a person. But Moses went to God to complain, a God. And so both had doubt, but only one of these characters, right? Moses had faith in going to God. And this is ultimately the difference in how we're to deal with our questions our doubt is through an, an, a lens of belief, through faith, and through going 
to God with our doubts and with our questions. Not to ignore him and say we never have doubts, but actually God wants us to bring our doubts, our burdens, our cares to him through prayer and in this relationship, this good news of the gospel. See, in our doubts, we shouldn't abandon God, but rather bring our doubts to God and get his perspective to continue to trust in him. God wants us to have faith, to trust, not to walk in unbelief. Someone once said, unbelief is an act of the will. It's a choice. While doubt is born out of troubled mind, a troubled mind and a broken heart. And so we all experience doubt because we all have a troubled mind and a troubled heart in this life. We suffer and the Bible tells us that. But we can choose to either believe in God and go to him or not. Uh, We're told to trust God in our sufferings, in our doubt. And so we see biblically that asking God this question of why you fill in the blank is actually a pretty normal thing. And it's throughout the Bible. It's not condemned. It's actually encouraged for us to go to God in our doubt. And we see key characters like Moses as we're studying through Sunday, but other characters like Job as he goes through a whole bunch of suffering or Jesus' disciples. They ask God why questions as they suffer, as they're confused, as they're dealing with what we deal with in this life. And one main character that stands out in this subject of asking why is this character, Old Testament uh, person I was studying yesterday, Habakkuk. Uh, It's a simple three um, chapter book, um, but he's a prophet in the Old Testament. And this whole book deals with asking God, why? Why? As he's confused and God responds back to him. And so it's this great, amazing book that you may want to do a deep dive in and study through. But there's a few things I thought I'd share with you that we could learn today in our short time together. You see, the history of Habakkuk is is God is promising to punish the Israelites for their sin. The time frame of this book is about 600 BC during the reign of King Josiah, who was a good king, but then his son Jochim um, was one of the worst kings of Israel. And it was really the downfall of Israel as they were turning to other false gods and idolatry. Uh, Contemporary books around Habakkuk at this time were Nahum, uh, Zephaniah, and even Jeremiah. Jeremiah gives this, the prophet Jeremiah gives this long ministry of warning the people to repent and they don't listen. They don't listen. They don't listen. So finally, God's mercy uh, comes to an end and he judges the people of Israel, but he does it uh, through really an unusual way. The major theme of this section of scripture in these letters is how Babylon uh, is going to capture the Israelites for their sin of idolatry. And the whole book of Habakkuk is really wrestling with God and saying, how can you do this? How can you use these evil people um, of the Babylonian kingdom to judge the nation of Israel? Habakkuk was confused. He doubted and he asked God why. In fact, His name literally means to embrace or to wrestle with. And so he does this with God. He wrestles with God through the entire book, giving complaints and asking why to God and God answering him back. And he brings these things to God and God responds. Now in Habakkuk verse uh, two and three of chapter one, he starts off when he says, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help? And you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Habakkuk is going straight to his feelings and he brings his his real feelings himself in this book to God, his doubts to God. He says, oh Lord, and it teaches us that we can do this as well. We can go to God and say, oh Lord, why? Why God? 
And in this letter, we learn some important answers to our why questions as well. First off, God works in different ways than we tend to understand. When we ask why, we don't understand things. And listen, the Bible says we won't always understand our why questions. Listen to God's response to Habakkuk's why questions and why he's not coming through for them on time and all these different stuff. In verse 5 of chapter 1, God responds to Habakkuk and he says, Look among the nations and see, wonder, and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. God does things that astound us, that amaze us as humans. And this is a part of him being God. You see, he is finite and we are um, or he is infinite and we are finite. And he tells us that his ways are higher than our ways. And we need to expect and relax that we won't actually get everything in this life, that we're not going to understand him all the time and how he's working and his plan of how it's going to work out. But we can trust in him and know that he is working. This includes God working all the time. You know, David said in Psalm 139 verse 6, when thinking about God's ways and his love for us, he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot obtain it. We aren't called to know everything as human beings, but we are called to trust God who knows everything. And in our doubts, in our confusions, in our questions, we can trust that God is working. In verse 5, God says, listen, I'm going to do things that are going to stand you and amaze you. And he says, for I am doing a work in your day that even if I told you, you wouldn't even be able to understand. But it shows us that God actually is doing a work, even in our doubts, even in our questions, even when we don't understand it, God is always working and he is always sovereign. We need to embrace that God is God, even when we don't get what we want or like his answers. This is hard. But God just wants us to trust him, to know him in this special way, to keep putting our faith in him and his word and to know that he is working and he is God. Because lastly, we see God loved Habakkuk when all of his, uh, when he had all of these questions. And you know what? He loves us despite our finite ways and not understanding him, not seeing, not, not seeing him work and questioning and having doubts. He loves us as well, even in our doubts, even in our questions. You see, questions don't scare God like they scare you and me. I have many pastoral uh, calls where people want to know all the answers to their problems. And most of the time, I don't know half of the answers. I can give biblical principles and verses, but the reality is as a human and even as a pastor, I don't know everything. And you know what? You don't know everything. You could be walking with God for two months or 20 years, and you're not going to figure it all out. But God gives us enough to know him. He gives us not just information, but revelation to trust him. And he always doesn't give us the answers we want or expect, but he gives us himself and he gives us the gospel to know him. See, in the midst of our doubts, he wants to keep on giving us himself and for us to keep trusting him and knowing him to be astonished and amazed and to watch his plan never be thwarted. So having questions is normal, but in our doubts, let's continue to go to God and ask God why and trust him when he gives us the answer we may not expect or may not even uh, understand or know. 
Again, Warren Wiersbe said about Habakkuk in this book. He says, when Habakkuk started his book, he was down in the valley, wrestling with the will of God. Then he climbed higher and stood on the watchtower, waiting for God to reply. After hearing God's word and seeing God's glory, he became like a deer bounding, bounding confidently on the mountain heights, Habakkuk 3.19. His circumstance, circumstances hadn't changed, but he had changed and now was walking by faith instead of sight. He was living by promises and not explanations. And this is what God wants for us as well. Not to live off explanations, but revelation of who he is and trust in him and his word. And so I hope that sort of helped as we bring up this issue of asking questions. And listen, I look forward to continually pointing you to Jesus as we go through this life together in all of our struggle, in all of our trials, in all of our doubts. We can trust God and we can continue to go to his word and be encouraged and build our faith to do so. And so that's what these devotions are all about, to point you to him through his word. Have a great weekend, guys. Looking forward to continually studying God's word with you as we continue to study through the book of Exodus and learn this sort of uh, way that God redeems. He's redeeming you. He loves you. He cares for you and continue to go to him no matter what you're going through, all of your highs and all of your lows. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.